so many of us struggle with mental health issues, and it's important that we take time to prioritize ourselves. That's especially true in dating. Sometimes we just need a break, a full, I don't need any more notifications to pop up on my phone break. I've been there, and I leaned on Bumble's snooze mode to help me take that time to prioritize me. Snooze mode allowed me to pause all of my Bumble activity without losing any of my existing connections or chats. I could choose to hide my profile from potential matches for either 24 hours, 72 hours, a week, or indefinitely. I was even able to set an away status so my existing matches knew I'd be back to pick up where we left off. So I took a week off and came back in a much better headspace for me and my matches. If you're looking for a better way to date, download Bumble and don't forget to lean on snooze mode when you need it. On another exciting entry of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we have action, we have comedy, we have a freakish amount of blood, we have spontaneous emotional reactions from Zoo watching football, we have you listening to us, and we have another great podcast right after these ads we have no control over. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for Animation Deliberation, a conversation and a celebration. Of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, where we take action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhara Lee. My name is J. Scotty St. Clair. And I am Andrew Rogers. And as if we didn't have enough stuff to talk about for our one minute that we are doing every week, we got more shows that came out this week, and we still haven't hit all of them yet. We are very excited for all the content. How are you guys feeling? Feeling pretty good. It's uh, been a busy couple of weeks for me. So being able to kick back, relax, and watch some some great shows that uh, I expect to relax me, but actually have me on the edge of my seat the entire time. <laughs> um, I, I, I jest. I mean, it, that is happening, but it's 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 great. We're in a, um, a abundance of content right now, and it's a good place to be. So. I'm good. And like I say every week, as much as I love the Disney Plus stuff, it is nice having all this content that's only 20 minutes as opposed to needing to set aside an hour for She-Hulk and an hour for Andor and an hour for Lord of the Rings and an hour for House of the Dragons. It's nice to just be able to be like, just going to sit down for an hour and knock out three of these. Mm. Yeah, honestly, we always say the words stay whelmed around here. I'm feeling overwhelmed. There's no other way to put it. There's just so much going on and it's great and I love it. But like animation has had to take the forefront. Disney plus has taken the backseat of I will get there (laughs) when it gets there because there's just so many great things happening right now. And I just and like you said, it's not even all of them. There's more that I'm still looking forward to. It's the second Mm -hmm. week of October. We just started this. It's great, but it's also it's a lot. It's chaos. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we got Black Adam and Wakanda Forever on our recording days, so it's going to be fun trying oh. to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what next week is going to bring. <laughs> <laughs> Apologize for the awkward conversations that are going to come. It's just going to be like, you recorded this time, you recorded this time. We'll just snip it together and make it flow as well as we can. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it work. We'll make it work. And as always, we love talking to you guys. So Indeed. to break up some news regarding our... Our primary show, My Hero Academia, turns out that the English dub is releasing on October 15th. Uh, So we thank everybody who made the shift to subs just to talk with us. 
But now you get to have your rewatch in the wonderful language of English. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing all those voices I recognize. It's like, um, <laughs> not to get too ahead of ourselves, but with this particular episode, it was like when Endeavor had his line to Aizawa about like, nice quirk. Are you sure you don't want to be my sidekick? And then, you know, Aizawa kind of snaps back with, no, I, I've got to keep an eye on my lazy or my lousy students rather. I, uh, I enjoyed the delivery um, in the in the Japanese language, but I'm looking forward to hearing um, those voice actors that I've come to love them have those those exchanges like that. And then the new characters too, like Mirko. She, I mean, she's got so much um, like a vivacious quality and exuberance and enjoyment to the sound of her voice with the, the Japanese voice actor. Um, I'm looking forward to, to hearing what the English um, dub sounds like. Yeah, I mean, do we know what uh, she or who's going to voice her? Have we heard anything out of her in that last season? I can't remember. Uh, she when Endeavor was fighting the giant Nomu, she stepped into the fight when Dobby was there. Okay, I was gonna say she probably had like a line or two, and then we had her introduction on stage when they had the top five heroes or top ten heroes. Yeah, I, I just looked it up, and it looks like the English voice actor for Mirko is. Aneris Kinones, and uh, to give credit to the the Japanese voice as well, that's Sayaka Kinoshita. So, yep. So we've seen her before, and um, now there's a standard that I'm pretty sure that our English actress will do a great job at keeping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right. Well, what else we got on the docket? Yeah. Next up on our news docket, we got a Black Clover movie trailer. Uh, apparently being produced by Netflix that dropped and it will be coming to Netflix on March 31st. Uh, the trailer didn't really give us too much to chew on besides just it looks really good. Like their animation mm-hmm. is very like middle ground. I put it on par with like Naruto animation that it's nothing stellar, but it's just right. everything they do. <laughs> no, you have to admit everything Naruto does is so well thought out and done well even though it's nothing spectacular like they use everything at their disposal very intelligently to make it look good and that's exactly what this looks like already on board with the animation whatever the story is i'm sure it's going to be interesting but it's just they're throwing all of those characters in that trailer i'm like okay where is this going so it looks like it's going to be good and exciting yeah it's really difficult for me to find out which show i want to watch next Mm. yep decisions decisions I think I said yes to Mob Psycho already first. I'll do that first. Woo. Mm-hmm. Mob Psycho. I got mar- till March 31st. Yeah, I can do Mob Psycho. Then Black Clover. Then Hunter Hunter. And then right. sleep. Like I said, sleep I got I got point. six weeks off for surgery recovery. <laughs> like right, January is right. going to be great in terms of just consuming content. Because that's all I am going to be physically able to do. Mm. <laughs> Eight hours of anime a day times seven days a week times. Okay, hang on. We can make this work. We can do some math here. (laughs) I don't need to sleep. No. Piss, eat, anime. That's it. Uh, There you go. There you go. There's supposed to be a comma after each one of those in case I don't know. (laughs) What do we have next? Uh, Yes. Next on the docket, we have, uh, for those of us that, you know, listened and followed us as we covered the Harley Quinn animated series on HBO Max, we recently covered the third season. We have the announcement that a new installment of the popular animated series, a very problematic Valentine's Day special is coming to HBO Max in February 2023. 
And uh, per Variety, we have the official log line here, which states, the special will feature Harley and Ivy celebrating their very first Valentine's Day together while also revealing how the rest of the ragtag crew spends the gushiest, mushiest, and most romantic day of the year. God, it's not even Halloween. You're talking Valentine's already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a target? <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, with the, the third season recently wrapping up and we have the announcement of the fourth season, you know, strike while the iron's hot, while people yeah. are paying attention. Um, yeah, I, I kind of love that these holiday specials have become more and more of a thing. Um, it's a show we haven't covered at all, but it's worth mentioning that Solar Opposites on Hulu uh, mm-hmm. They recently did a Halloween special as well, and they did a, a um, like Christmas special last year as well. So I like this trend. Black Clover That's- has a Thanksgiving episode that I like just happened to get through in my watch, so I'm going to save that for Thanksgiving this year. Nice. Oh, My Hero Academia had that Christmas one where they had Aerie in the little Santa costume. Which oh, you right. couldn't remember yeah. which which holiday it was, so she was yeah. just saying like a bunch of different things each one. <laughs> And then Ted Lasso had this great like Halloween special that was uh, claymation. So they had the the they had the original cast doing the voices for him, but it was like Ted Lasso loses his mustache, so he's going around uh, Richmond trying to find it. Okay, I was I was wondering which series you were talking about because I didn't hear you say Ted Lasso the first time around. I thought you were talking about Community for a second. Oh, no, no. They did the same thing. <laughs> Not with the mustache, but with the claymation holiday, holiday yeah. special. In Abed's mind. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that was a great one. It was. It was yeah. wonderful. Gosh. <laughs> All right. So I apologize if this was um, news already that I just found out about. Uh, Raroni Kenshin is apparently making a comeback. It has a stunning looking trailer. I remember absolutely loving the show as a kid. Um, they're... The premise is the Batosai, are also known as Veroni Kenshin, is a he's like feared as this assassin during one of the few, like main wars in Japan. And he's trying to find peace and, you know, trying to find out like how to just help the little guy in this and that. So he carries around a katana that's like a reverse blade. So it's blunt so that he doesn't kill. He's vowed like not to kill anymore. Mm-hmm. it was a great show i tried watching it a couple of years ago and the dub just killed me like mm. i couldn't keep up with the dialogue but then when you like it, because i've seen it i skipped to like the action stuff and i was like oh, man, this show is so good uh so the <laughs> fact that they're I, it what seems like they're doing a reboot because in the trailer there's like introductions going on okay um mm. so i'm all for it like Bleach has made its comeback. We talked about this Naruto 20 year special that I still can't get over. I watch it like every other day, if not every day. Mm. Um, So the fact that we're taking like these amazing animes and just like cutting out all the filler nonsense and making it look great with great voice actors and writing the same story. Like I'm all for it. Keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I know I've seen a few episodes here and there as I was growing up, but I know the clout that it carries with it. And it's one of the most celebrated animes of all time. And I'm sure there are listeners that are kind of like pulling their hair out right now, realizing that um, I haven't watched it in its entirety, but yeah, it'll be great to have another opportunity to kind of revisit and appreciate it for the impact it's had. Oh, Kenshin Himura. That's what his name was. Ah, I was like, I know his first name wasn't Roroni. Why did I say that? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And lastly, Yeah, lastly, we're going to just tease this one out there. It's the announcement of an announcement. 
uh, Demon Slayer has announced that, <laughs> wow, I'm saying it too much now. Uh, Demon Slayer has <laughs> said that they are going to be announcing more information about the upcoming season, October the 15th. Uh, at the time of recording for us, it is Thursday the 13th. So it will probably be like right around the time this is hitting your feeds on Saturday. Uh, mm -hmm. You might actually have the news. Uh, keep up with us on social media. I will be trying to post that there when it does come out, whether it be a trailer, a release date, uh, whatever that looks like. I'm hoping it's just good news to come. I think there was hopes for late 2022, early 2023. So fingers crossed that they are doing exactly that and saying, hey, it's going to be here in like two months. So yeah, hopefully good things. But more Demon Slayer is always a great thing. Actually, funnily enough, I do have to shout out my best friend uh, for my birthday. She got me Tanjiro clip on earrings. So I am fully prepared for whatever our premiere is going to look like uh we'll have to take a picture of what i look like on the stream that day or on the recording <laughs> that day because i'm going to be full decked out ready to go that's awesome that's i can't remember if it was my birthday or christmas i'm getting a mixed up but sarah day made me a keychain that has the earrings yes so Very now we cool. need to get something jay scotty that's that's the same I could just get like a boar mask. <laughs> rock, rock, rock. <laughs> okay, that works too. <laughs> Amazing. Or I could uh, just blow a snot bubble. That too. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> uh, All right, and on to our next segment. As we said, there is just way too much anime to, to watch. So therefore, we don't have that much time to talk about all of it. But we are going to talk one minute about each one that comes out each week that tickles our fancy the most. If there's one that you feel that we need to talk about more, whether it be at the end of the season or the end of an arc, let us know. You have our socials. You have our email. Talk to us. We love talking to you. And we want to make sure that you get all the content that you love. So first thing that came out this week, uh, Spy Family Season 1, Episode 14. I didn't write it down, so I'm hoping to get that right. Uh, 14 sounds correct, yes. Sweet. So all of us have watched that one. Therefore, all of us are going to have a one minute timer and go down on our impressions. Who would like to begin? Uh, I got my timer here, so I'll kick it off. Do it. Okay. Uh, so for my purposes, I think this was actually one of the darkest episodes of Spy Family yet. Uh, mm -hmm. Between Anya's vision of the future, seeing Twilight dead in the rubble and her questioning whether or not she could reveal her powers to her parents and if she would still be accepted to the handler's uh, bone-chilling interrogation of the radicalized college students. Like, some of the things she was saying about, like, seeing your lover's flesh, like, embedded into a wall, I was like, wow. And then her kicking that guy in the face. Uh, this was an intense episode, but not without its lighthearted, funny moments, Anya as always, like her trying to tell time and realizing she can't tell time <laughs> or trying to disarm the bomb and realizing that all the wires were black was just hilarious. And uh, worth noting that this episode ended on another cliffhanger. So um, I, I'll stop early and I'll leave some things for you guys to say. Zoo, I'll let you go so I can talk about two episodes in my minute. So let you guys do that one and okay. I'll kind of give the wrap up of both. So hopefully you get most of it out of the way for me. <laughs> all right. I actually don't have too much to add to that. Um, it's just another wholesome episode. I love that it is serious and we have continuity and there's like the bigger picture, which you already know that it's a spy thing. There's bigger issues. There's two countries, you know, on the verge of war at each other. So it's, it's a pretty big deal. And for a six year old to get this heavily involved, obviously kind of gets your heart rate pumping a little bit. 
it is amazing how they add all these serious moments that really get you in and then just drop the, I can't tell time. Wait, how long is 30 minutes? How do you read a <laughs> clock? Where is his hand pointing? And then as you mentioned with the wires and then like putting the ketchup on to make it look like blood and yeah. your doesn't figure it out yet. And um, oh my God, I'm forgetting the dad's name. Forget the dad's name. Twilight. Midnight. Twilight. That's not what I was going for, but yeah. Um, everything about it is just awesome. I love it. The 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 heart rate to comedy ratio is just fantastic, and I had four seconds to spare on that. Hell yeah! Woo-hoo. I guess you were looking for Lloyd. Lloyd, Lloyd, thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, like, I know it's an L, but it wasn't. <laughs> I think you should have spent the rest of your minute just listing off L names. <laughs> Larry, Louis, Louisiana. <laughs> okay, Samsonite. I was way off. Light Yagami. Uh, Anyone? No. Oh yeah, Death Note. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I finally caught up, and obviously the show is just amazing. The Borf literally caught me off guard, despite knowing the Borf was coming. I died laughing. This has just been so amazing. But like you said, the darkness to it—it it went from like possibly a kids show to this is no longer a kids show. This through line has been amazing. Like, there's just so much more going on now that we've left the school and just let Anya full roam into life, letting Yor go full BA on these guys. Like, it is insane to me how great that they've done this. All of the characters are just rounded out in this season better than I thought they could have. I thought it was amazing in the first half, and then the second half is just completely blowing expectations out of the water. And Again, the comedy is just so perfect. Like, this is my lighthearted before I go to bed show now uh, on, you know, Sundays. You know, get my hero out of the way. Just enjoy this. It's been nothing but pleasant. I can't wait to see what else comes next. Uh, Borf. (laughs) It's the only thing that keeps me awake after a 730 uh, two-mile run every Saturday. Mm. Ooh. Uh, Yay for progress, but boo for waking up that early. Oh, yeah, I didn't know if you were referring to 7.30 a.m. or p.m. at that point. Uh, Uh, A.m., a.m. All right, next up on the docket, we have the premiere, season one, episode one of Chainsaw Man. Go ahead and take that one. It is everything I expected of MAPPA. Oh, my God, does it look beautiful. I went in as blind as I could, and I was shocked by the story. I love the opener. I'm very interested to see where it goes. I see the bigger plot in this now, where just a dude named Chainsaw Man and having a chainsaw coming out of his head and arms just made no sense to me. Uh, I'm liking that this is a devil hunter, and there's a story with the dog. I didn't even know there was a dog, but it popped up on my Instagram the day of. I was like, what the hell is this thing? Um... The story is awesome. I like where it's going. I believe it's supposed to be 10 episodes. It's going to be a very fascinating 10 episodes. Lots of blood. Lots of blood. <laughs> um, yeah, this show is just going to be beyond bunkers, and I am here for all of it. I yield my time. <sighs> all right, now I'm going to jump in because I've also seen it. This premiere blew me out of the water. It is one of the best opening episodes of anything that I think I have properly seen in a while. MAPPA brought their A-game, like Attack on Titan Plus. This absolutely blew me away with the way that it looks, the way that the action happens. And like Zeus said, the story is just unfolding in a way that I'm so intrigued, despite the darkness that this has. It is just gripping 
out the gate. Pochita is a character. I have not fallen in love with a character as quickly as I've fallen in love with Pochita. This dog is amazing. Give me more of this. It's just, it's going places that I am, like he said, so excited for. And it seems like it's really deep in terms of the lore and everything they have. Amazing intro. Outros are awesome with the songs. I will talk about those all as they come. This one was seven out of 10, I would say at the very least, uh, just based on the bands that were going, but yeah, it's just, it's going to be a ride for sure. So attack on Titan, the final season and the premiere of chainsaw man has been the only two times that Crunchyroll has ever crashed. Yes. Mm, I did see that. Yeah. That wild. Yeah. I, I went in with medium expectations and the bar has been raised for sure. So, if you guys have any thoughts on the premiere of Chainsaw Man, we would love to hear it. And moving on to Bleach Thousand Year War. So, I do have to admit that um, I have only seen like the first arc of Bleach, which is the the first part of um, the uh, uh, Soul Society arc. That's the only one that I've watched multiple times. I haven't moved past it. But because of how beautiful this show looked and because of all the controversy of the last arc or the last story that was supposed to wrap up bleach being such uh dog shit from what i've been told i watched a youtube kind of synopsis to cover it up saw the first episode oh my god was ichigo's intro badass they got straight to the point there's a threat right off the way everything looks awesome that freaking fire coming out of the sword was like oh my god this is rangoku level stuff right here (laughs) it looks really cool uh, I'm hoping this is what actually gets me to go back and watch it, but it seems like they're off to a really good start, and I'm fascinated to see where this uh, season opener goes for Bleach Thousand Year War. Comparing to Rengoku's a high bar, my friend. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> oh my yeah. god, did it look stunning. <laughs> 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 no, the things are getting wild right off the bat. Alright, we got one more from Scoots, who is finally watching Fire Force. Give us your impressions. Yeah, I, I doubt I'll even take the full minute here, but uh, I, I think on a previous episode I'd mentioned how I, I started the show and like a couple episodes in it didn't really grab me the way I wanted it to. And in retrospect, I think that's just because it had a lot of like heavy lifting to do in terms of setting up this world and, and creating the world. But then starting with episode three, I have been consuming it voraciously. Um, I blazed through season one and I'm on to season two. The characters are great. The concept is just really intriguing and it just sucks you, sucks you right in and it's uh, another one of those ones where you just you're constantly rooting for your for your heroes and there's some really great comedy as well so uh, really great show can't recommend it enough. The names that Shinra gives himself whenever he's fighting a main boss is just fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He even acknowledges that it's, it's at one point he's like, that's why I'm says man a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> the creativity between him and Maki is just so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Once yeah. once you guys are caught up on that, I'd love to do just a, just a quick overall impression thing. Yeah, uh, sure. It's, it's oh, just yeah. great. Uh, that is it for our crowded one minute corner. Again, if there's anything that you guys want us to watch, anything you want us to talk about, I was going to watch Blue Lock until I realized it was a Crunchyroll exclusive. So I think that might be what finally gets me to get Crunchyroll. God dang it. I was avoiding as long as I could. Uh, but if anything that you guys want us to talk about or anything that you want to talk about, obviously hit us up on the socials. But now we're going to move on to My Hero Academia and we're going to kick it off with the feedback from the people. Woohoo! 
All right. First up, we have a longtime listener, Chrissy, returning to us. And she says, hey, guys, been a while. Like TJ, I'm not one for subbed anime, but I finally caved and felt like I couldn't wait for the dub and started watching. It's hard for me to pick something to concentrate on, lines or action, laugh out loud, but I'll rely on you guys for the things I miss or don't catch. I'm so excited for this coverage and to finally listen to y'all again. I got rid of HBO Max, so I wasn't able to listen to Harley Quinn, to the Harley Quinn coverage. Can't wait to watch along with you and nerd out with y'all. Chrissy. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Sub Life. Not always better, but you got to watch it right off the bat with these shows. Hey, yeah, and I totally get, like Zuhair was just referring to finally caving to getting Crunchyroll, the burden that it is to have all these streaming platforms can be a lot. So I totally get not um, having HBO Max for a while, but uh, glad that you can listen into the podcast again and uh, appreciate you writing in. It's always a a pleasure. I'll never forget that image you sent of us with... uh, Uh, why, why am I blanking on the guy's name from Attack Captain on Levi. Levi. Captain Levi. Captain Levi in the car, like wiping something away. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, welcome back. And sub is a weird skill that you have to get good at. Like once you get it, though, it, that action just flows so flawlessly when you get these characters going. And half the time, I'm just not even caring about the words. I'm just watching Mirko bounce around the screen. So it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely. All right. So I'll jump in with our next feedback here. This one came from Fabian. And also shout out to Fabian. He uh, DM'd us some manga covers on Instagram. Those were up on our story. They looked super awesome. So thank you for that. Heads up along with this email. The email reads, love the latest episode of the podcast per usual. I'm an MHA manga reader. So I'm dying to answer some of the questions that you had last episode, but wouldn't ruin it for you guys. Prepare. It's going to be dark. And that's all I'll say. I would love a spinoff series focusing on the students and their schooling and the relationships like a light novel, like my favorite American animated series, Young Justice. There are so many great secondary characters that feel undeserved since the manga and anime primarily focuses on the shonen style. This lack of focus on female characters is a bit of a bummer. I'm also very excited for the dubbed version coming out soon. I love the subs too, but voice acting has gotten so much better in anime. Can't lie. I enjoy it a bit more. Keep up the great work, guys. Signed, Fabian. Yeah, I appreciate your constraint and that you're along with us on this ride. Uh, I've been honestly dying to read the manga, but, Mm. you know, when it comes to like my escapism, I guess it's that medium of television and film that kind of gets me more than reading. So to be able to see these action sequences come up in motion instead of filling it in with my imagination is just like a bigger thing. So I appreciate your constraint. I appreciate you being along for the ride. Otherwise, I'd definitely be reading with you. Yeah, and uh, I'll just say it means a lot to get like, you know, such positive feedback from someone who's obviously like a real diehard fan. I remember when you wrote in when we were covering Young Justice and some of the DC shows there. Anytime we had a question, it was either you or TJ, like telling us immediately (laughs) where to look for the answers and to like find out that you've actually read the My Hero Academia manga as well. It's just like, wow, this guy's a real one. And uh, to know that you enjoy our show and and tune in means a lot. So uh, great to hear from you, Fabian. Them responding to each other was the best part of it, too. <laughs> that was when it got really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah oh, I, in the mix on that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just start just start a little chat. We'll get you guys going out there. 
We'll do impersonations one day. That could could be a Patreon (laughs) unlock. It's just impersonations. Uh, That could be coming down the pike. Could be coming down the pike. Uh, Yeah, no. Give us more of these characters because uh, I loved the characterization and relationships we got in this episode. And I don't I don't want to spoil too much, but we're about to kind of lead this into the episode. But like, uh, I love that we kind of called it coming out of our little hype for the season. And now I just want more of the relationships between the characters. Yeah, we talk a lot about relationships. We talk about uh, outstanding action on television. Let's hit the synopsis and get right to it. Okay, sounds good. So again, we are covering My Hero Academia Season 6, Episode 2, titled Mirko, the Number 5 Hero. Mirko reports to the heroes that she found some tough-looking gnomos in addition to Dr. Garaki. Crust makes his way to Mirko's location, but there are several gnomos lying in a corridor and they attack him. He manages to find a passageway leading outside. Meanwhile, Mirko attacks Dr. Garaki, who, re- who laments over the fallen Nomus. He then pulls out a device to activate the high ends. Mirko tries to stop him, but is pushed out of the way by a small Nomu called Mocha. She kills it, but is distracted long enough for Dr. Garaki to activate the high ends. As the high ends prepare to destroy all the heroes, Crust arrives at the lab. Mirko manages to pick out where Dr. Garaki is hiding with her rabbit ears. She heads to the doctor's location, but the high ends intercept her. She uses her ultimate moves to take down some of the Nomus, and then in the Gunga Mountain Village, Skeptic yells to the other members that heroes are attacking as the mansion gets cracked in the middle. Cementos uses his quirk to tear open the villain's mansion, and then Edshot orders the heroes not to let the villains get away. As Danky turns around, Jiro hoped for him to complete the mission quickly and safely. A member of the Paranormal Liberation Front unleashes an ultimate move called Supreme Discharge, Thundernet and attempts to release a wide-range attack on the heroes, but his electricity is absorbed by Kaminari. And there we have it. Yeah. Lots of breakdown over there. Oh. Lots of breakdown, but let's start off with the character who's the episode's mm. named after. I didn't know what to expect of this character with how, you know, cocaine-ridden <laughs> she was, but oh my god, oh, yeah. is she awesome! Like, when we watched the other heroes finally get to the hallway, you... you, you it, instantly reminds you like Mirko didn't fight any of these she was like nah not interested and just breezed right past them and now she's going in and taking on these like five upper level ones that all my and endeavor mm, have struggled yeah. with she gets her freaking arm twisted off entirely and still has a savage smile and she was like ha just but a <laughs> flesh wound and then goes right back into literally yeah. kicking yeah. ass like we love her we love her. She deserves to be the number five. No Indeed. doubt about that. Indeed. Yeah, I was a little worried for her with the the way we left off the last episode and the episode being titled after her. But she's just such a badass. And you mentioned that moment where her arm gets like twisted telepathically. And I that was so grotesque. I was wincing and so worried for her. But mm-hmm. she just ties the tourniquet to it and keeps going and like rips off a Nomu's head with her knees and the way she just like clearly relishes the battle and licks the blood and, you know, talks about how she's not going to be killed by some zombies. Like, Oh wow. And Fabian just wrote in about how some of the, the women character in the show are a little underserved. Uh, they're completely, mm-hmm. <laughs> completely giving Mirko all the badassery, And I, I love it. So that's, uh, an area that one, they're not failing currently. <laughs> one bad thing that I'll say is that the whole uh, knees thing kind of reminded me of the boys. I'll just leave it at that. 
I mean, I don't get the boys reference, but maybe at some point I will. But, you know, <laughs> either way, <laughs> I cannot believe how amazing Mirka was. Like, we talked about it last episode, and it was like, oh, wow, she's coming in hot. I did not expect her to literally just blow everything out of the water. Absolutely one of the best quick just characters that it's like, I need more of her. I need her to live and I need her to like just be the best that ever was. But I love the fact of how casual she is with all of it. You talked about her putting the tourniquet on. She's like, I guess I need to stop the bleeding so I can carry on. Like she was basically ready to just lop her arm off and keep on chugging at that point. It was crazy at how simple she made that all seem and i am surprised the doctor's not dead like the way that she literally yeah. took down a nomu with ease like i don't think that one's coming back that yeah. she tore off with just her legs like she is oh my god it feels like watching uh like the original space jam and how good Bugs Bunny was against, like, the Monstars. It feels that level of cartoony yeah. where she shouldn't have this much power. And she just demolishes House with every move she makes. I was just making... Did you mean Lola Bunny? Because you said Bugs Bunny, but I assume you mean Lola Bunny. But honestly, both of them throughout yeah, okay, that movie. Okay. I don't know why I couldn't think of Lola. Thank you for the save. <laughs> I, I was a big Space Jam fan. I've never watched the sequel, but I love that, that first movie. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a little bit of it. Uh, yeah, I apologize for the laughter because I was reminded of last week how I thought it was just like score. Like she reminds me of Score Bunny, <laughs> and then Andrew threw in the words she's trying to be the best there ever was, and I was just like, I can't, I can't hold it anymore. <laughs> <Da-da-da>. nice. um, <laughs> yeah, everything about her was just absolutely incredible, and I still fear for her. I hope that this isn't another rendition mm. of Friend Goku where. Hey, look at this badass character that we absolutely love. Oh, bye. Uh, we know that these top five heroes can take a beating and we're here for it because they just come back stronger. We saw what happened to Endeavor's face in his uh, near-death experience. So, you know, we have all the hope that she's just going to power through and she's going to get the backup that she needs to just keep on pushing because we love her. And uh, yeah, we're scared for our heroes right now. Like the villains have a lot on their plate and... Uh, it's 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 edgy. We really don't know and what's happening next. there is something that this synopsis left out that I feel like is a really important note of why we should be more afraid for her. And it was the fact that Garaki is releasing. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, if you, one of you could help me out, guy with hands on his face. The uh, Tomer. Yeah. Tomer. Yeah, yeah, the fact that he's releasing Shigaraki uh, here at the end might spell some bad things for our heroes if he is as powerful as it seems like they're going to be leading into. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think another area that the synopsis kind of, it, it mentioned it, but uh, Garaki's like emotional turmoil for the Nomus, like when Mocha got taken out and like opening the episode with him, like mm-hmm. crying over Johnny, like I really felt for him. Like these were his babies. And like, <laughs> it was sad to see Johnny, like his brain spilling out and being mushed into a pile. <laughs> like, uh, but then the, uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. When she first got splattered, I was like, get caught. And then it just, all that other stuff. And I was like, I kind of feel bad. Oh, you're going to take out my girl's arm? Oh, no, no. Don't feel I didn't anymore. feel bad for the yeah, high ends at all. The high ends were like shit talkers and like, yeah, they <laughs> deserved everything they got. But the, the little diminutive ones, <laughs> like, uh, they really, 
and I guess that was worth um, noting the fact that Mocha did that to protect him and was not ordered to do so. It's like showing the the evolution of like even the Nomus that aren't high end per se. So these Nomus are already pretty formidable, but maybe they'll continue to be even more so. The high ends being able to talk was so creepy, though. Like that being a <sighs> thing that we're now going to have to contend with is interesting and did you guys recognize any of the nomu's powers as like heroes that we have died and i'm not asking this question to like drop a bomb i'm just curious if we had seen these powers before i was curious of it but because i feel like the one nomu with like the sharp head looks familiar and it might be because he kind of looks like chainsaw man but i feel like there's another hero that we had seen that had like the weird head shape uh, nothing. The twisting definitely me. reminded me of our favorite, um, our favorite sorcerer from Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh yeah, that uh, twist. Yep. Mm. Yeah, nothing. Nothing really stood out to me. But at the mention of of heroes and powers, like that was another part of the synopsis that kind of stood out to me. How much crust got mentioned, and I just got to say, crust is such an unfortunate name. Like that doesn't do anything for me his power his power school <laughs> but that's just a really unappealing name like even like listening to it with the with this the sub like crusto like, that's yeah you got to do better than that man <laughs> <laughs> but then on the flip side uh cementos we talk about how much of a badass america was and obviously she's not going to get topped in this episode but it was really interesting to see how op cementos can be in the right scenario he wrecked house no pun intended yeah every um every showing of these heroes that we've had have been with like teacher power dampeners so they can only go so much and they constantly remind us of that so it's like you know a little knuckle cracking like all right i'm about to see us (laughs) really really show why we're top heroes and oh my God, is Cementos a savage? And I'm excited to see these heroes like really Cementos' turn up now. moment was one of those, and we keep talking about it, and I'm going to keep talking, the great writing. Like, we know that they had a hero from the start that could control Cement. So if they were to coordinate an attack, of course they would use his power to literally take down a building. Like, that's how mm. a strategic strike yeah. would go but the fact that they have all of these heroes and don't forget about using any of them like that's what really stuck out mm-hmm. to me as just something so awesome but beyond just how crazy powerful cementos is just how awesome the writing is of getting those details right of not having to bother to ask the question well why didn't cementos do this no they caught us before we could even hit that point yeah because a show of this nature you you have heroes like your main heroes and then you would bring up other heroes that have something that's like convenient for the plot but all of these guys have been established in season one Mm -hmm. so to reaffirm what you're saying about good writing it's like yeah we already have these people in six seven eight nine ten season later we're just using them to have the best story that Mm -hmm. we can make with them yeah uh and then i guess for my purposes the kind of last thread that we have here is is dinky 
Kaminari. And again, he delivers on the humor there, like just the opening scene with him, like, I don't want to be here. I want to be back with everyone else. It's like, you consented to this before this started. It's like, but that's because I didn't want to be shameful in front of everybody. I, I, I love the honesty. And, uh, uh, it, it wasn't without its heartfelt moments too. Like, you know, Tokioma, uh, did I say it right this time? Cause I, I feel like I always like invert his name. Tokiyama. I can never get it right, but close enough. Um, him telling him like, uh, I, I saw what kind of guy you were back when we did the music festival and we were playing guitar and he's like, playing guitar like does not help me right now. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's not that it's that you care about your friends from the, the bottom of your heart and, midnight being able to inspire him and i i really appreciated how when we had the primer episode we talked about the potential romances and you guys mentioned uh jiro and, and kaminari first and foremost and it was obviously there i just i hadn't thought about it in a while so to have that kind of like solidified here how much they care about each other and having her be the one that he he thinks about protecting and and that really being the place that he finds his courage and he gets to be a badass too. And even Cementos, who we just talked about being a badass, is the one like, Charge, you are awesome. And he's just, thanks. And we <laughs> end the episode on that high is is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> ship, ship, <laughs> ship, no, like, ship, ship. Uh, that was such a moment of like, I'm so happy we were right talking about them in that preview episode because they gave us Jiro at first, like, I hope he's okay on the front lines. And I'm like, oh, are we gonna are we going to be a little caring? She, she cares about her boy. I love it. And then mm-hmm. when they had that moment of like, do it for someone you care about, I just started to get like the little teary eyed, like, come on, come on, let's see it. Let's see it. And then I was, I didn't know they had the opportunity. It could have been the whole class when she said something like, you know, do it for people you care about. It could have zoomed back and showed the whole class. Mm-hmm. And I would have been accepting sure. of that, but just seeing the like concerned yeah. look on her face in his head was such a powerful moment of like they have grown together they are here he's doing it for her and then like i want a poster of him doing the rock star pose taking in all of the lightning like the fact that our our new flashy boy here got to have that moment it was so good and it felt like they ripped it right out of the manga like it was a perfect picture of what that moment should look like of him absorbing that power and the fact that he's not dumb, like he hasn't absorbed too much. I'm very intrigued at his growth as well as a hero, because that was his big thing for a while was when he got overcharged, he would be out of commission. It doesn't seem like that's happening now. I thought it was when he puts out too much energy, not takes it in. I don't think you've ever oh, seen it. Oh, interesting. In I just assumed it was like so much energy happening. Yeah, because they were essentially using him as a lightning rod at this point. Like right. We haven't seen that. And the next episode could start off with him being dumb. <laughs> We don't want to it's end true. it on that, right? We want to mm-hmm. end it on this like uplifting moment. Um, so hopefully that's just a thing where it's like he just takes it, just throws all that right back, and then he's still good to go because it wasn't like his energy that he put off. Um, but in regards to your poster idea, like I want that exact scene, like the Rockstar pose and the the lightning coming in and everything, but I want like class one A as the band at the festival. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? Have either of you seen like the original Star Wars poster where Luke is just in the middle with the lightsaber toward the sky? Like, just let's recreate that poster, (laughs) but with him in the center getting the lightning and instead of Darth Vader in the back, we have like Dobby and just the full gambit of stuff. That that's such a cool thought. And we can't forget 
screaming Bakugo on the drums, which oh, him yeah. doing Resident Evacuation <laughs> is one of the greatest yeah, things I've ever great. seen. <laughs> Didn't you hear it? Get out of your house! Oh. Why are you guys still sitting around? <laughs> also, was it just me, or is Deku shredded this season in the way they I... animated him? I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought the same thing. I was like, we were talking previously about how much time had gone by. And I was like, well, maybe they're they're drawing him to make him appear a little older. And I was like, wait, he hasn't aged that much. But yeah, he definitely <laughs> has a, a more muscular physique. And he's, he's standing with some confidence. Okay, I'm glad I wasn't the only one. Maybe his new suit just like fits maybe. him better. No, I mean... If it's getting a little older and getting a little bit more muscly, he had to turn into All Might eventually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, I mean, that, that kind of brings to mind that um, I don't know. I can't recall how many seasons it's been, but back early on in the show, like he would start the narration by saying, this is the story about how I became the number one hero. So yeah. at some point, mm-hmm. I imagine he is he's going to be just as big as, as All Might was, if not bigger. So. I don't know. I with with one for all being the stockpile ability. I feel like this whole like transforming into a buff dude was like specific for sure. All Might because his predecessor wasn't jacked, right? And I'm wondering if like Deku's just gonna be tall and lanky. Like he's gonna be shredded, but he's still gonna be like tall and lanky and he is like he's just gonna make this power well i mean his own. we can there is already an answer to that question uh at least for like exactly how big he gets because in the first episode we see him fighting a bunch of villains at like the age of 30 and that's when he says the words that you said jay scotty this is the story of how i become the best hero and then it flashes back to him as a kid so we already know he's not uh, gonna get like huge huge but there is at least something there I have to go back and rewatch that because I I don't recall that at all for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't remember that. At I all. think it's like the first or second episode, if not at some point in that first season, it's one of the like cold opens, I believe. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Now you have me questioning whether or not I'm right. <laughs> well, it's like like we need excuses to go back and re- revisit. Any oh part no! Of the show. <laughs> I have to watch more my hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah. I like the dub more anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, any, yeah, just... Anything else we need to, to say about this one? No, nah, I'm ready for I'm Give ready me for more Mirko. I know it was kind of fan servicey in the way they animated her, but like it's still so good. And also, I don't know if either of you took a look at the backgrounds throughout the entirety of the Mirko fight. They kept them so simple, and then I think it just made her and her like fluid actions stand out way more. And I am here for them just staying underground this entire season so that they can have simple backgrounds and pour it all into the fight scenes. Yeah. You know, that's that's been one of the, the strong suits of the the lame animation Naruto <laughs> that you mentioned earlier is that they keep everything simple so that the action scenes can be as amazing as I they didn't are. Say lame. <laughs> well, either way, we've well come out. a long way from the the Dragon Ball days where you can like see certain like animations reused like multiple times an episode. So yeah, pretty much every fight scene <laughs> where it's just the arms disappear and there's a bunch of squiggly lines. It's just, they're going so fast we can't see. Yeah, 
Now, it's going to be a lot, and I really just don't know where this season's going to go because we know that there's the hospital heist, but I didn't realize that all of the other villains were at the Mountain Villa. Uh, that feels like that's going to be a problem for the rest of Class A. Yeah, that's that's just going to be this yeah. wild brawl. Uh, did either of you guys watch the preview for the next episode? No. Okay. Uh, I won't my TV shuts off when the preview comes on. I, I do not touch previews and I don't touch recaps for the most part. Yeah, I always roll through the credits just to see if there's like an after credit scene, but I don't remember watching it. Okay, well, I won't say anything in that case. Um, but just to go back to Fire Force for a moment, the first episode of season two is like the episode ended like super early and I was getting ready to skip the credits. I was like, wait, there's so much more of this episode to go. And then that's when I got the all I'll say is the calendar episode was like built in to the first episode. And that was wonderfully hilarious. <laughs> oh, do you love the opening oh, songs? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're they're phenomenal. You like yeah. Inferno and Mayday made my anime playlist yeah. so yeah. quick. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Oh, it's yeah. so good. <laughs> Oh, and there was one song that I sent to Andrew today. I think it was Bleach's Closer. Bleach's oh, Closer had a really was. good song okay. to it. Mm. Well, speaking of closers, are we ready to close the book on this one? Do we want to let the people know uh, what other stuff we have going on? Yeah, let's close this out like we're going to close out uh, the Bears tonight. <laughs> Go Commanders. Uh, uh uh, speaking of Commander's Talk, if you want to hear me talk about sports more often, 323 with Reed Murphy is where I talk about Washington sports now basically on a weekly basis. So it's been a lot of fun. We've been making our predictions and reviewing games and going over the main storylines in the NFL, soon to be with the NBA as well, and a lot of college football. I only keep up with the NFL talk, but you know we'd love to have you there. Yeah, and uh, for the other purposes, we talked about Black Adam at the top. Uh, the, earlier this week, I got the opportunity to record with Source Pages for the Black Adam comic run. We read uh, Dark Rain or Black Rain. It's one of those two. Uh, it's a DC event. It's a six-issue run and was just a ton of fun to talk to them and just go through the weird DC lore that's going on. Uh, it's just so much fun to always dig into that. We talked a little bit about what the movie's going to bring, as well as what's going on at Warner Brothers. But yeah, it was a ton of fun and great to be on there. That should be dropping on their feed sometime early in the week uh, before the movie comes out. So it's definitely a good listen, especially if you don't really know the character of Black Adam or any of the side characters. We also went into Dr. Fate, Hawkman, uh, Adam. So there are, or Adam Smasher rather. There is plenty uh, there to get you ready for the movie, but we in no way spoiled anything because none of us really know what this movie is going to be. But I am super excited for that, uh, and that should be coming out soon. Besides that, as always, follow us on our social media, Animation Delib1 on Twitter and Animation Deliberation Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Like I said, I will be doing my best to continue both the meme coverage and the news coverage that I have up there as much as you can. And it kind of brought up the good point today. We had those DMs from uh, Fabian about the manga covers that I immediately posted on our story so that other people could see it. If you have images or news or anything that you're like, hey, did you guys know about this? Feel free to send it to us uh, on any of those platforms. It's always welcome to be able to network with you guys there. Uh, Jay Scotty, what about you? 
We appreciate it. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, Just piggybacking off of the Black Adam news, it's not anything we've discussed officially, but given um, all of our love for the character of Dr. Fate and his uh, long tenure on Young Justice, I'm sure we can find a way to give a little mini review of sorts once, once we've all seen that movie, even though it's not technically animation, we always have the caveat that uh, technically special effects are animation. So uh, stay (laughs) tuned for that. Uh, On another note, uh, about a a couple of months ago at the beginning of August, I mentioned that I was uh, attending the Crunchyroll Expo in San Jose. And uh, the folks that I went with, they have edited a video with some interviews of voice actors and cosplayers and stuff like that. And that is on the Berkeley Community Media YouTube channel. So I will drop a link for that in the description. I recommend you check it out and um, just, you know, support the cause and and check out the cool things that happen there. And uh, I believe that will do it for me. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for the feedback. And keep tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. B plus ultra and stay whelmed. And listen to your phones. Get out of the house and muscle, muscle. Borf. (laughs) Borf. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. I'm Su Lin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts.